or maybe 2019, the impression and prompting to let's move to Thailand and then the world shut down and trying to get visas and get there. I remember that we were talking about that and I'm praying over that for a while. And it just was the timing. Isn't that interesting is trusting sometimes the timing of things where Mm -hmm. they come later, but that desire had been planted for quite some time. And I just love it. And yes, I agree with Maria's like, love this so much. What a testimony to what's possible. Right. And it can open up when you create truly a residual based income in a situation where it's like, well, we'll go live in Thailand for a month. Yeah. Why not? Right. Okay. Let's do it. And we, and we picked the perfect month, right? When Utah is getting oh. just buried. <laughs> yep. Your home is buried PS by My the way. Poor son, I know Max has been messaging us like help the four wheelers not working. The snow melt system's not working like help. <laughs> He's like, we're bare. We're, you know, Buried Completely. in here over here. Yeah. Well, good. So, well, happy new year, Andy, and happy new happy year to everyone else. This is the first time I'm seeing you guys. We haven't been together for a couple of weeks. So it's so nice to be back. And I was looking forward to jumping on with you guys. Hello. Got friends all over. And they're all reporting in of like, hey, we've got negative 18 here in Wisconsin and <laughs> Montana. <laughs> Hello, Layla from Vermont. And some of you right. might be in for climates, but yes, here in Utah, I think it's about 20 degrees today right now. And oh, we've got lots of warm teas and hot cocos and the state snuggled up. So that's awesome. Well, I want to give a quick shout out um, to those who are gathering right now in Utah for the meetings that are going on for Founders 1.0 and Founders 2.0. Um, I think this is the first ever physical gathering for both. We've had a lot of Zooms, but super cool that doTERRA is hosting that. So we'll shout out to all of our 2.0 friends. Um, And I wanted to find out who on the call is coming with us on the cruise, doTERRA's incentive trip next month. Um, I thought I saw some names um, on here, but yeah, doTERRA's done a lot of, done uh, mostly land-based um, incentive trips lately, but this is the first time back to a cruise. Um, so yeah, it should be great. So, um, I, anyways, give us a hand up, uh, or, or a woohoo if you're coming on the cruise. Natalie and I are, are excited to be with you there. Awesome. Uh, Where are you guys cruising to? And when do you do that? Um, it leaves from Florida and I think it just goes around the Caribbean islands. So gorgeous. That's, second week of February, I believe. I, I need to, yeah, should be fun. Um, and Natalie and I had a great call with Greg Cook yesterday morning and um, just so good to reconnect with him. Um, he is, gosh, every, every brush that I have with the owners, I'm just reminded what a gift it is to be led by them. Um, Greg just continues to strike me as one who um, is willing to make whatever personal sacrifice is needed to um, to help the company and keep these going the right direction. Um, so anyways, yeah, we were just talking about leadership of the company and direction and and man, so, so grateful. It's just, um, yeah, yeah. Can't give a lot of details, but 
I am so grateful. Yeah. Wearing I love hands. that. I love it. Mm. Yeah. Well, can I share a thought I've been thinking about since Please. like three weeks, basically? Please. Um, how many of you, I'm just curious, are currently reading or listening to our book, Atomic Habits, right? We talked about month of January, reading or listening to this beauty and this gem. I think James Clear and I need to hang out and be best friends and or I'm not sponsored by him, but I am sharing his work everywhere all the time. But how many of you have read this book or listened to it either in the past or how many of you are actively in it right now? If you're not in it right now, maybe you join us. And through the next couple of weeks, what I love about this, there's about five or six, seven books I repeat or review at least once every single year. So even though I've read this probably four or five times now, I love to come back to it because again, I'm, I like the path of mastery, right? It's like mastering what we're already reading, listening to, or the principles. And I just want to read one quick thing. And if you are, have also read it or listened to it, many of you are saying, yes, yes, yes. What's one of your favorite things you've just loved reading or listening to in this book? But one of his things he says um, that I just love, let me find it. I snapshotted it. He says this, <clears throat> new goals don't deliver new results. New lifestyles do. And a lifestyle is a process, not an outcome. For this reason, all of your energy should go into building better habits, not chasing better results. I'm going to read it one more time because I think it's like, just hear this and let this kind of, you know, come into and resonate in for yourself. New goals don't deliver new results. So let me put a pin in that for just a moment. Do I still think we should set goals and have vision and do our vision boards and dream big? A hundred percent, right? Because big vision is can inspire us, right? The power of having vision and, and vision in front of you and those dreams and desires of your, say your next rank or being on this incentive trip or in this next year, next year's trip, you know, or the various things that you're working to growth wise, have the big dreams, have the vision. Because when you read his whole context, he's not saying not have goals and don't have dreams. But when we focus on actually moving the needle and change is we want to focus on our habits or as we talk about often in our community here, is having effort-based goals. So let me read this to you again. New goals don't deliver new results. New lifestyles do. And a lifestyle is a process. So to be process-oriented, not an outcome. For, the, for this reason, all of your energy should go into building better habits, not chasing better results. And some of the things he says in Atomic Habits, of course, is that goals are great for giving us a direction or trajectory. Like which direction on this path am I heading down? But really measuring, and I know one of Andy's favorite quotes in this book is we don't rise to the level of our goals, we fall to the level of our systems. And so when we think of this, if you're thinking about, you know, again, setting those fitness and health goals, like I love Chelsea Wood is on this call and she put her hands up and how fit and in shape and amazing this woman has really dialed up her own fitness in the last several years, right? Focusing on those habits, but same thing with your, whether it's your fitness, your business, your marriage, even it's focusing. Cause again, a lot of times we think about relationships or we think about any goal and it can be easily influenced by how we're feeling in the moment. 
right? It's like, how am I feeling and my emotions, which matters? Absolutely. Yet how often it's like our feelings will ebb and flow. So what can we be committed to? And let me read you this other piece by James Clear. This is so good. When choosing a new habit, many people seem to ask themselves, what can I do on my best days? The trick is to ask, what can I stick to even on my worst days? Start small, master the art of showing up, scale up when you have the time, energy, and interest. But what it's, again, those core habits, you know, you might think of, you know, those simple habits like, hey, I'm going to make my bed every day will help me be more intentional about the space I'm creating. Or I start my day with a morning routine or ritual. I start my day in, in reading or prayer, meditation or movement. I start my day in some kind of intentional movement versus scrolling my phone. That could be another habit you look at, right? The habits of how often are you cultivating community? How often are you nourishing relationships in your business, right? Like what's my output? How many people bare minimum will I nourish every single week or every single day and your physical habits and self-care habits, right? Like for me, the last few days with this fun gunk and cold that's been up, it's like, I've been going more on walks and doing some stretching and some things versus full on cardio, just because of the nature of the situation. But it's finding again, those habits. I love when he says that is what we'll stick to, but Andy, anything you want to chime in on this. But I think, again, if you're not reading this book right now or listening to this on Audible, we invite you to drop in and do so together. That way we can be in the same thought process because some of you came into January with like very clear goals and very much energy of like TikTok, let's make it rock. Here we go. And some of you might be like having more of a January, I'm resting more. It's winter. I'm I'm going to that's more coming for me in spring, that energy of creation, you know, trusting wherever you're at. Some of you, it's kind of a combination of in between, but whatever you're feeling right now is really coming home to your habits and to your systems is yes, set the goals, dream big, have the vision board. And because those are great visual vision anchoring pieces, but then be really clear on what's my core processes or habits that are going to help me create the changes that I want. The book is, Tabby said, what's the book? Sorry, just jumped on. No worries. Is Atomic Habits by James Clare. So Andy, what do you want to weigh in on this? Because I know we love this conversation yeah. every year and throughout the year. It's not like sure. we only visit it here. Yeah. I just love how um, this whole conversation of um, tweaking our habits to affect massive change to me, it's just such a, a gentle approach on yourself, right? Like, I mean, a lot of times we look at successful people and we think, well, they just, they just muscled their way through and they just, you know, they created insane schedules. They made massive sacrifices and they paid these huge prices to get where they are. But what James Clear is proposing in this book is it doesn't have to look that way. In fact, most successful people probably didn't get there that way. They probably just worked on one habit at a time and they create, they, you know, they, they habit stacked and they created long-term chain like results 
in a really gentle way. Um, the way he proposes changing your life, changing your business results. Um, I just love the graceful um, kind of being gracious with yourself approach that it offers. Um, and so I just love everything you've shared. Um, and and uh, who was it? Marie beat me to the punch with with that quote that you you shared. Um, I, you know, we, we often say, well, you always just rise to the occasion. Actually, no, you don't. <laughs> you don't rise to the level of your goals. You actually fall to the level of your systems. So um, there's a, a, a diamond group um, that we started. Um, and, you know, as creators, everyone here is, is, a, is a creator, right? Like we're all born to create. Um, and so the temptation is to try to create everything, right? right? Like if we, if we don't like a system, then we think, oh, I'll just create a new system. Um, but there were some comments, some chatter on there lately where people are like, we are so blessed to have the systems that we have. Like just take share success, for example, like it is, um, sorry, empowered success. Um, it's like, there's so much there. And so she was giving a specific example of whenever she launches a new builder, she just takes them through the launch guide. She um, sends them all the videos. There's, there's a video for every principle in the launch guide. And she's like, it's incredible. She's like, I just met with a builder who was blown away that we have the systems in place that we do. And so like, let's stop trying to reinvent wheels and create whole new systems. Let's just let's leverage what we've got and use our energy for other types of creation. And it was just such a good reminder to me of A, the value of systems, B, the fact that we have such incredible systems in place. Like we don't, we don't if we don't want, if we don't feel called to it, we don't have to use our energy there. So that's, that's so powerful the way James just puts that into so much clarity um, that, uh, that really the systems create the, the skeleton that we build our business on. And so it can only support as much weight as the skeleton that we build. Mm -hmm. And so you really want to scale it. You better have some good systems in place. Mm -hmm. Powerful so principles. Can I, can we kill, can we stay talking about this? Like anyone else? Like can, we, can we take this the next level deeper? right? <clears throat> One of the things I love in his book, it starts in chapter two, and he talks about identity-based habits. Because mm. moving into the conversation is that sometimes that first layer is, okay, let's change behavior, right? And then it's like, let's change then systems. Then the mm. third core level is what about identity change? And we all are living up to our identity and the power of creating this change. And I want to let me see if I can bring up my slides. I can go to share screen. Can you see that, Andy, on the screen? Yep, looks great. Okay. So let me come through this presentation. And he gives this example in Atomic Habits on page where he's talking about, he says this. I'll come back to the screen because there's an image I want to show you guys. But he says this on page 34, he says, true behavior change is identity change. 
You might start a habit because of motivation, but the only reason you'll stick with one is that it becomes part of your identity. Anyone can convince themselves to visit the gym or eat healthy once or twice, but if you don't shift the belief behind the behavior, then it's hard to stick with long-term changes. Improvements are only temporary until they become part of who you are. The goal is not to read a book. The goal is to become a reader. The goal is not to run a marathon. The goal is to become a runner. The goal is not to learn an instrument. The goal is to become a musician. And then he gives this example where he talks about um, a friend of his. He gives this example. I'm on page 40 where he says, once you have a handle on the type of person you want to be. So this is the question I want to introduce to our community and have us really thinking about doing some writing to, some visualization to, and reinforcement to in the next couple of weeks as we talk about identity is who do I need to be or become, right? Like one of the questions I'd invite all of you to think about is, for instance, what would a diamond choose? What would my diamond self choose or blue or presidential if wherever you're at on your own journey, right? What would my six-figure, seven-figure self, my best-selling author self, my incredible wife or husband self choose, but like who I want to be or become your identity. And he says this, I have a friend who lost over a hundred pounds by asking herself, and let's just mark that. I don't care who you are losing a hundred pounds. Can we all agree is significant. I mean, that's a whole person. You're losing a whole person, right? And saying, um, I've had a friend who lost over a hundred pounds by asking herself, what would a healthy person do? All day long, she would use this question as a guide. And again, what would a diamond choose? What would a diamond choose? Are they going to work through the fear and get on the stage? Are they going to work through the fear and pick up the phone? Are they going to work through the fear or or the resistance? Are they going to find support and systems, you know, and things to help them create what they want? So all day long, she'd use that question as a guide. Would a healthy person walk or take a cab? Would a healthy person order a burrito or a salad? She figured if she acted like a healthy person for long enough, she eventually would become that person. She was right. The concept of identity-based habits is our first introduction to another key theme in this book, feedback loops. Your habits shape your identity and your identity shapes your habits. It's a two-way street. And so again, when you have the vision, the identity is not just, oh, I have to motivate myself to do these things. It's who do you want to be this year? Who do you want to be this month and this day? It's like, who do I want to be? And from your personal life to your business life, well, I want to show you something very cool because this to me is very more personalized, but very similar story. This is a friend of mine, Lana Christiansen. She lives here in Utah. The photo on the left, she's over 400 pounds. This beautiful soul as she was creating so much change. And has gone on to lose like almost, it was like 196 pounds, almost 200 pounds. And she said this, and I just love this. Mindset is everything. Nothing changes long-term if our mindset doesn't change. And I just invite you to think about this from the language of identity. I'd even change out the word mindset to identity. Identity is everything. Nothing changes long-term if our identity doesn't change. So again, it's seeing ourselves deeper than just, again, first layer is, oh, what are the behaviors I need to do? And that's great. 
And then we look at deeper is into systems and processes and our habits. And then even deeper than that is being informed by, by identity, having identity-based habits, which supports the kind of person that you want to be and the kind of business you want to create and the kind of health and wellness is creating change is available to all of us, no matter where you're at. If you're feeling super motivated today or you're, feel, or you're in the doldrums and feeling super discouraged, just knowing that it's like, like me with this sweet friend of a cold that showed up, it's like, well, I'm going to keep doing the things I know that work, that help increase my immunity and help my body, right? And those types of things. But it's just being aware that for all of us, I just wanted to go and touch on that. So because I really, in terms of helping anyone change, it must come to that level of your identity. Who are you going to be? Who am I being? And showing up with that mindset and that vibe. And what's your question that will guide you throughout your day? Again, like James Clare gives the example of his friend saying, what would a healthy person choose or do was repetitive multiple times a day. You could do the very same thing. Mm -hmm. What would this, what would she or he choose, right? Who are him? Who am I going to be? create such an alignment with your habits and choices. So anyway, thank you for coming to my extended Ted talk with via James clear. I love it. Oh, it's so good. We could literally spend the whole year on this book. It's just a treasure trove. So thank you for all the good nuggets and, and reminders. Yeah, I love it. And I love Jeff declaring, I want to walk that stage with my wife at convention in September I love it is I would just daily, multiple times a day, Jeff, is the question is asking yourself, what would, whatever the rank is you're after next, what would this person choose? Mm -hmm. Put it on a three by five card, anchor it in your space, put it on the wallpaper on your phone, even better. Somewhere you're going to see multiple times a day is just bringing mm -hmm. us back to that kind of a leader, right? Because we start taking on the identity now let's interject a little Stephen Covey into our James Clear session. I mean, we'll put the greats. We'll just st start stacking our greats. But I love one of my favorite Stephen Covey quotes is he says, leadership is a choice, not a position. In our world, we'd say leadership is a choice, not a rank title. Start acting as if, right? Acting as if one of the most powerful, some people may even say mystical, but because it's this, you, you, wow, is you start being, I was her. I had that in also in my deck. I want to show this with you because this, I just loved sharing that. This is off my presentation last week. I was her before I was her or him. You can change that out. But loves, do you get what that's saying? I was her before I was her. And just being aware, I also love this quote by Cody Bateman. He's the founder of Send Out Cards in a great book called Promptings. The story on the inside becomes the reality on the outside. But I was her long before, right? And Dr. Christine, what does this mean? It means I was the embodiment before I had the tangible numbers and results. And I was going back to, and I shared this story in this keynote last week is many, many moons ago when I was still corporate employed and I went to work for Franklin Covey coaching 
And it was about 120 sales reps, about 110 were men, about 10 were women. And in that company's history at that time, this is many years back, they didn't, they never had a woman in what they call their top 10 performers. You know, like most sales organizations, you have a president's club here. We would say, you know, diamond rank, blue diamond, presidential diamond. They'd never had a woman say, for instance, in their world, be a presidential diamond before. And I made the declaration in January I am the first female top 10 performer. And I even noticed the language. I am this, not I want to be her. I am her. And I started asking myself questions like, how would a top 10, and again, your world and language, gold, diamond, platinum, blue, double, wherever you're at, how would he or she show up? How would she dress? How would she start her day? What kind of things would she read or listen to? What also is important, what kind of things would she not be mingled in that might pull her energy down or her distraction? How would she treat other people? What would her work ethic look like? And I got really clear on who she was and that embodiment of being that top 10 producer. And this was a year-long goal. And I worked at that and worked at that week in, week out, week in, week out. I visualized it. I became aware not to visualize that. Like I would see myself in the sales awards ceremony, just like Jeff saying, walking the stage at convention, great thing to visualize. So very similar as at our annual award ceremony, I would see myself being called up and presented and receiving that. Well, the power of visualization is your brain doesn't know the difference, right? Not imagination. And my palms would sweat. My heart would start to race. I was like, I need to visualize this in the, when my waking hours, not when I'm trying to go to sleep at night, you know, cause I jack myself up adrenaline wise, but I did go on to achieve that. And I was, you know, a year later in that award ceremony, but I started acting as if is what that means. I was her before I was her. I was acting as if again, leadership is a choice, not a rank title. And the irony is to have you attract those results you want, you need to start showing up as if you are already that leader. I remember years ago being in a a meeting and a woman in doTERRA raised her hand and said, you know, I really want to go diamond and, but I'm, you know, I need the self-confidence. And, and I said, well, if you were already diamond, how would you feel? She says, oh, I'd feel like this and this and this. I'd be so confident. I'd be this and that. I said, start showing up as her right now get dressed as a diamond every day. And I mean that more on the inside than the outside. That doesn't mean you're wearing your elegant evening gown every day. I mean, you do you, if you want to get in that tux or evening gown each day, do that. But it's more of the energy and the embodiment. All of you right now, just start thinking about how does my best self, highest self, favorite self, my diamond self show up. So powerful. Amen. Yeah. And that last love, it just says, it's a quote by Cody Bateman that says, the story on the inside becomes the reality on the outside. So good. Yeah. So play make-believe. You know, as kids, we did that a lot. We did all kinds of make-believe. And it's just like using your imagination to see results you do want, but you start embodying that now. I love it. Should we jump into some coaching? Let's do it. 
Okay, go ahead and raise your hand so we can bring you on live and you can do that with or without video. All are welcome. You can also post your questions in the comments or chat. Yeah. And if anyone, whether we, you want to talk about what we've been talking about this morning, or if it's something totally different, we'd love to serve and support you. One question we had earlier on a little while back, I'm happy to address before we move on. I forget who asked this, was asking what my, I mentioned there's about five to six, seven books I reread every single year. Um, had asked that because I mentioned I reread Atomic Habits. So another key book I read or listen to every single year is the book Essentialism by Greg McEwen. Andy and Natalie introduced me to that book many years back, but it's the power of focus and prioritization at your essentials, right? How you help make decisions with your time. Basically a great book on focus, which distills down into your time and time management. I often will read or reread the book, The for um, the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, great for like uh, alignment and attunement. I also will reread Marianne Williamson's book at least once a year, The Law of Divine Compensation. I'm often back in the book, The Big Leap by Greg or um, Gay Hendricks. We will hear that one a lot. Again, these are some of my classics. And then I'm often in The Seven Habits and or The Success Principles by Jack Canfield as well. So those are a handful of books that I come back to in addition to, of course, for me, scripture and things like that, but just coming back to again and again, that help me with the mastery of either spiritual alignment and attunement, you know, mindset to, you know, time management and habits and things like that. So I also have on my website, if you're curious, I do have a recommended reading list that you can download for free at tiffanyspeaks.com if you're interested where there's different categories of my very favorite books in those different categories are listed there too. Does anyone have a question today? I mean, someone wants support. We'd love to support you. Remember, there's no quote ever a dumb question. There's just questions and hey, I'd like clarity or I'm processing something or I'm feeling stuck with that. And we obviously don't have to take questions, but we'd love to support you if there's anything that's up for you. That's a great question. Krista's asking. I don't know, Andy, if you can see that. Krista, do you want to come on live and talk through that if you have the capacity to do so? Hey, it looks like she's come on live. Hi. Yes. I'm happy to talk to you. Audio, though, I'm not coming on camera today. That's great. No, yeah. So I'll have, I'm happy to talk to you. Good morning. Good morning. Do you want to state your question just so we have it on the recording of what's up? Sure, sure. Um, I, I don't know what I said. Um, I can't find it in the chat, but okay. So 
I love this company, doTERRA, that I'm partnered with genuinely, um, and nobody's perfect. They make mistakes. Sometimes they're sailing in a period of uncertainty right now. That's how it feels to me. And like, as I look at the history, that's, it's always addressed well. It's always handled well, Um, but nobody's perfect. And I don't have time or energy. I'm constantly managing my my own um, capacity to do the corporate side. It's very important that I don't get into the weeds of like, well, this is how you fix that or how you fix that. Because coming from the um, corporate consulting side, I, I see their issues before, before they do sometimes. <laughs> and um, it's so some of it's boundaries and some of it's um, belief and some of it's um some of it's I don't know. That's why I'm asking. I don't have the time or the energy to worry about what's happening on the corporate side. And so how do I give them the grace to work through it while I'm also trying to build a business and making all the investments that I know how to make to build my own business and Mm -hmm. just trust that they're going to be there for me. Mm -hmm. That's my question. How long have you been involved with doTERRA? Um, my story is weird and hard. That's never a straight question. (laughs) When I got involved, I was really, really ill and it took me a couple of years to get well on doTERRA. So I really started promoting my business in 2020, which was all kinds of fun, obviously. So it was like January, 2020 when I, well, really it was like, it was really like March, 2020 when I had scheduled to kind of go live and declare, um, there's there's some complications in terms of how like I can't just mm-hmm. wake up one day and say I'm doing a direct marketing company either. That was also complicated for me. So I sort of did it under the table for a little while. I did it sick for a little while and I and I really like launched. I scheduled to launch in March 2020. Mm. So then immediately pivoted and you know figured out how to do it in a non-traditional way and online and all of that. But so mm. Yeah. Is that clear? That's about as, yeah. as clear and as I can get. There's, there's more. Yeah, I'm happy to share it all, but it's, it's just no, a really good. long story. And what's your current rank? Silver. Well, that's amazing, love. I mean, seriously, you've already created some momentum and some experience there. And and most people's experience with any direct sales is more often than not more of a slow burn to moving into selling, right? As their own experience with it, and. I think that in terms of, your, you know, you're asking both the question, trust, belief, and things like that, and navigating uncertainty, which you're going to face no matter who you're partnered with or what life path or what business, because uncertainty is part of our human experience. And so navigating that, but I just think asking, you know, your gut is, and trusting what your gut says is, what does your gut say? Do you trust doTERRA or do you not? It's not that complicated. It's either a yes or a no, like I trust or I don't. It doesn't mean that to your point that they're perfect as a company or an executive team because they're still humans, but foundationally, do you trust them? You're in your brain. So take a deep breath and come into your body because your brain is powering for information. And I just ask that you, you know, your gut response, like, how do you feel? And even if the answer is no, I don't, then that's okay. And it's okay if, you know, again, the permission of maybe this isn't the right path for me, that's okay too. 
Yeah. I think we know we have, it's a choice. It's just like a marriage. Is any marriage perfect? No. But do I choose to work at this and be in this and see the beautiful fruits of this and also the trade-off, sometimes the thorns. Um, but foundationally, you know, Andy and I won't have that answer for you or give you all the reasons why you should believe and why you should run at this is yes or no. Do you trust them in your foundational gut? Yeah, I do. They'll figure it out. What I don't trust is how long it will take. I'm nervous about that. And I'm nervous what, you know, I'm just, I, I am nervous about them being there for me consistently right now. But in the end, I trust them. They will figure it out. Yeah. But probably trusting others is, there's probably some juice on that for you that showed up in your life long before doTERRA was in your world. Um, of course, yeah. And I'm not yeah, I, like, yeah, no, you're like, you're a good coach and zero and right in on that. I am a control freak. And that is my primary trauma response. And it's worked really well for me. This is the first business I've ever gotten engaged in where I haven't controlled at least the purse strings, if not almost every element of the business. I, yeah. I operate, I operate as an owner period. And so this is just extraordinarily risky for me. Mm-hmm. It feels it feels risky for me, right? It's mm-hmm. as a, as a business decision, it's the least risky choice that most people who haven't, you know, who are looking to do an entrepreneurship play. It is the least risky, beautiful, easy, powerful choice to make to get into business and figure it out. Yeah. Um, I'm worried about it slowing me down. I don't because there's just a lot of stuff I already know that I don't need those ticky tacky lessons of like, how do I sell? How do I yeah, do marketing? How do you know, like I'm not figuring that stuff out for the first time. So um, I mean, I'll just open the kimono a, a little bit and say, I'm really pissed off about deep blue samples. I, I spent hours um, creating an offer around deep blue samples only to discover I can't get any. And I'm like, what the is <laughs> you guys, mm-hmm. I don't have time for this. I just don't have time to guess whether or not product is going to be available. And at the same time, they get to have, they get to make mistakes. That's okay. But I'm like, well, okay, where should I make my investments then? I don't know what, I don't know what I don't know. I don't have, because we're partners and they control me, but I don't have any visibility to know what they're going to have and what they're not going to have. And um, yes, I already sent an email about this, but it's been like three months ago and no response and so forth. So I'm like, all right, well, do I just buck up camper and just do my, do my level best. Mm -hmm. Um, But to to your coat, like your coaching is spot on. Do I trust them? Okay. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, Is it to my core of my trauma response? Sure. Yeah. It is also that. Yeah. Well, and I just think, thank you for the real talk. Cause I, I always so appreciate real talk and we, it's like, this gets juicy for all of us. I just invite us and invite you to think about, you know, again, sometimes, right. We all, everyone wants to control to some degree or another. I mean, that's a human response, right? Like I want to have, you know, control my environment, my situation and so forth. And I really, I love to put are similar to what we let out with today is putting our confidence and trust in you slash the habits, the principles, the process of I'm going to show up and add value to people's lives. And there's lots of ways and lots of products of how you do that, of course. 
it's also okay to be frustrated if a product that you were really loving or using is no longer available. It's okay to feel frustration. I just wouldn't build a house in that, so to speak, meaning like, okay, what's true? What can I always count on? There are certain principles at play that that is what's known because as we came into this new year, it's like, is it going to be a great year, a challenging year? It'll probably be a mix of both because that's humaning. But the reality, some years, you know, are more, have a lot more, oh my gosh, joy and breakthrough in that way. And some years have more, you know, challenging or, or setbacks or things, but it's what is known versus within the unknown. And sometimes too, I've found that I'm waiting for a feeling, right? Like I want to feel perfectly secure and then I'm really going to go for it in doTERRA. And I'm just here to say that perfect feeling is not ever going to show up. You can have a confident, a sense of like, I brought you to your gut and it was like, yeah, I trust. Okay. That's enough for me where I'm going to really get after it. Where sometimes we don't pursue our goals, dreams, or next levels. Cause we're waiting for a feeling of complete certainty. And that's just not real. So again, I appreciate the real talk. Haley B is saying that too. And the comments. Thank you for, you know, this, the power of this being vulnerable and sharing this is, but for all of us, again, there's uncertainty in every single one of your lives. Sometimes we feel more certain. Sometimes we feel less certain, but there was something I read yes, um, yesterday. I had this neuroscientist on my podcast and his name's Dr. Chris Lee. And he had a, a share recently on his Instagram account. He does lots of things around how to like calm your nervous system, how to ground yourself. And he had this quote card that says, is this anxiety or is this simply a new situation? <laughs> and I just like how you just giggled. I loved it too, because oftentimes like when I'm in my own comfort space, you know, my own home and I'm comfy and it's this and that, you know, you feel more comfortable and certain. And when you're moving out and about and trying new things and putting yourself out there and part of, again, for all of us, we've been let down in some way in the past, not just you, but you might have some like you're aware, it sounds like some trauma there where that might be like, Ooh, this feels familiar and I feel scared. And therefore, Ooh, I want to clutch. I want to cling. I want to wait until I feel more confident. And then I'll really get after it knowing that, okay, how do I manage my uncertainty and knowing that is this anxiety or just a new situation? And it sounds like, you know, you building a business like this might be newer for you. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. yeah. Doing it this way and practicing the patience of not being able to get the information that I want when I want it. And yeah. And uh, I don't know, not the waiting, the not, not winning, just waiting, waiting, waiting. Yeah. So, um, but I like, you know, the, what really resonated with me and in, in what you shared and how you're addressing this is that, um, I, I mean, what I heard is um, an echo of another coach that I was working on, working with when I was still really sick, um, which was, uh, what can you do? Yeah. And, you know, maybe I grabbed that from, from your points or from the chat or something. Thanks everybody that's putting chat information in as well. I appreciate your peer to peer coaching. Um, but I think there's like, well, okay, what can you do? What products are available and what can I pivot to? So I think that that's an interesting take. And also it's just like, 
I'm not going anywhere. It's really just a question of speed and like, how hard am I going to work while they're figuring it out? Um, but I think that there's some value in like, okay, well, am I growing as a professional in the process? And absolutely I am, you know, I, I keep learning. I keep discovering things about myself, even if, if all the pieces don't click together and my business isn't uh, really what I want it to be, meaning it is not profitable. Like I'm not, I'm not enjoying that part at all either. And so like, when does it all click together? Well, probably it does when I show up as the professional that I need to in this space. There are just still so many skills that are so unique to direct marketing, so unique to being a healer. Um, both of those things are so new for me. I've done done money and finance and real estate and a lot of other stuff. And those two things are just, they are nuanced and and interesting and easier in, in a lot of ways and so hard for me. Like they're not that natural for me. So, but I'm in it and the, uh-huh. and the growth that I have in it is valuable to me. So like, what does that really cost for me to hang out and be patient with the company while they get their product stock issues handled because it's an issue, but they know that I don't, there's no reason for me to call and yell at them. I'm sure yeah. they're well aware. I'm sure they're freaking out. <laughs> well, how they navigate it, but I just want to acknowledge you for you are in it. You're learning new skills. Again, is this anxiety or a new situation or a new space or a new thing? And just a, a giving yourself the peace and the reassurance. And this is a practice, right? More than just me <laughs> saying at one time is, what is known in the unknown and what can I control or what's my Covey would say, what's my circle of influence and put your energy in my circle of influence. I'm going to do my mindset, my own health, wellness work. I'm going to contact this many people every day. I'm going to be nourishing. I'm putting this kind of content out there. You know, I think that those are things that keep us at least putting us in the thought that while there are challenges, but there are challenges, no matter where we work, what we do or who we're married to. Mm-hmm. sometimes we have fantasy thinking, oh, if I just found the perfect company or the perfect partner or the perfect this, then it would be all, I'd never have stress. No, part of how any human grows is through resistance and you're getting to grow. And that's why I took you to your gut level. Cause if, if your gut truly said, I don't trust, this isn't aligned. I'd be like, then sis, honor that, mm-hmm. you know, because, but your gut does trust and there are challenges. I do love <laughs> So that's the bigger takeaway and you're learning and growing and I'm proud of you. I don't mean that with any kind of anything other than just truly I'm inspired by your willingness to grow and try new things. I do love Lori B has a great comment in the chat box. A lot of people are lighting up this chat box about how she pivoted and has made her own deep blue samples. It sounds like an awesome workaround of how she they look like little deep blue rub bottles she says so maybe Lori if you're still on can you drop your links of where you've gotten your little sample fillers of you know because you're like I do love that product too you know use it regularly and so finding ways that we can work around it but thank you again for the real talk because it's important we come home to that and we tell the truth is is that there, there are truths that are being taught here that apply to every one of us universally, even if it's not about doTERRA and it's about what is known, what is my circle of influence, no matter the path or what I choose, there will be challenges. And those are intentional to our path. And I think it's important. We remind ourselves of that because how easy it is to be like, Oh, 
And sometimes the gut check and guidance is to, to change paths or to complete or change what we're doing. And there's also the lifelong eternal lesson that the grass is green where we water it. Mm -hmm. You know, so as I've watched different people go to different companies at times or do different things, and sometimes that is the right path. Like, I'm not saying that's all, it's not only you could know that. That's why I took you there first was no matter what Andy and I say, your gut needs to guide you. And I just loved that you, you know, were willing again to have that real talk. And now we strategize together. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Andy, what do you want to add to this? I'd love your wisdom on this because no, you've at times we've had candid conversation. There's times you've been frustrated. There's been things, I mean, that's real life though. Totally. And thank you, Krista, for, for sharing. And and again, the real talk, it's, um, you know, we, we, we need it. We need to have a space where we can, we have those kind of conversations. Um, I love so much what your upline, uh, Seth Rizme has shared. Um, and to me is so profound. Um, he said, when you're choosing to do doTERRA as a distributor, you're basically bringing on the seven owners who are each billionaires as your business partners. And and they've already gone through the hard work of of figuring out the R&D on the product, how to fulfill those products, um, how to do all the customer service, um, how how to just, you know, pay the distributors like they, They've figured out all the hard stuff. And um, and so when you're choosing in to do this as a business, they're your business partners. And I love, I mean, when Seth shared that for the first time, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, like so, so simple, but so brilliant, right? Like um, there's a lot of safety in that. There's a lot of um, confidence that you can bring when you realize that they're, the people who are taking the bulk of the risk. And so anyways, I, that was just a useful perspective for me when when uh, when Seth shared that the first time. And um, and I can share that personally, Natalie and I have, have owned many, many businesses. We've had lots of business partners and, um, and, and I can tell you that we have intentionally chosen out of those partnerships and made doTERRA our, our only partner. Like we, we choose, um, to put all of our trust there because they've earned it. And, um, I mean, just, just to give you one simple example, we have 2 million people in our downline. Guess how many hours of every month I worry about if everyone on my team is making enough, like too much money or not enough money zero. Like I have 2 million employees and I don't think about any of their paychecks because the doTERRA has already figured that out. They've built the comp plan. The comp plan works. It's worked for 15 years. It's going to work for another uh, 50 plus. Like it's just incredible to me that the, the, the business takes care of itself. And, and so I, I just have, I, I wish I could take the belief that's in my head 
from working so closely with all seven of the owners and just transfer it to people's heads because there's there's nothing else out there like it. There, there's just nothing even close. Um, the integrity of these people, the um, the commitment, the passion. Um, yeah, there's just, yeah. And, and they're, they're offering partnership with each of us. So anyways, I, 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 I'm trying to transfer my belief and, and I don't think I'm doing a great job, but that's, that's kind of where Natalie and I are. We've, we've been around the block and um, we are meeting with so many leaders from so many other companies and there is just massive disillusionment, massive disappointment, uh, people who are, um, whose whole life work is, is gone because their company is now out of business or their, their owner had, you know, ran off with a, a Russian bride, like it, literally in Utah County that happened. Oh boy. And so, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, we don't have those kind of concerns. Like it's just, yeah, the sky's the limit. And I can also tell you that, that Natalie and I built a doTERRA empire doing half a million a month in volume before doTERRA had anything but the basic oils. There was no lifelong vitality. There was no deep blue rub. There was there were none of the support products. It was just the oils. And so, you know, is it frustrating when things stock out? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not fun. You know, ever since COVID supply chain has just been a bugger. And um, I, I wish I could say it's, it's going to all go away, but somehow <laughs> when I try to ship one book to Australia, it's still $200 today. So I, I, I don't know why, but COVID just kind of wrecked a lot of things and everyone's still recovering. So anyways, those are just a couple of my thoughts. Yeah. And yes, Jess, we do have 2 million in our downline and yeah. growing. Yeah, they're over in Thailand. They're expanding. So <laughs> there we go. But yes, again, I love this conversation. And it's how do we find workarounds? Again, you guys, if you were, yeah. uh, Lori also has put her link to those tubes. And she mentioned she uses a syringe and creates her own little samples. Again, is that kind of workaround and finding those different things. So I just love, I, I love coming home to just what I've loved about today's session is we've had so many universal truths like brought us home to let's have vision, let's have processes, habits, identity, being aligned to those key questions. I do love, you know, Tony Robbins has said the quality of your life, you guys, this is a writer downer. It's worth writing what I'm about to say down, writer downer. The quality of your life is based on the quality of questions you're asking yourself. The quality of your life is based on the quality of questions you're asking yourself. So when we come to like the question that was modeled today, what would a healthy person choose? What would my diamond self choose, right? What would my favorite self choose in terms? I love this like higher self, best self. I also like the language favorite self. Anyone else like that too? Is thinking about your most vibrant, healthy, kind, giving just like, ooh, life is good, juicy self, right? So I just love when we think about asking ourselves, what would they choose? How would my best self or favorite self respond to this? The person I'm becoming, who do I need to be? I've been loving and asking myself this question many times this year. Who am I being? Because we live in a frequency-based universe, a vibrational-based universe. 
is the words are great, but so much more is your energy and your vibe. So I love for us, again, just the power of good questions that you're asking yourself. And then, as you know, when it comes to being great at sales and mentoring and leadership is asking the people you're doing life and business with or exploring doing life or business with the power of great questions. So Andy, so nice to see you. Hope you have a great evening. Good, have great sleep. Thank you all for being here. So excited for, you know, all that's to come this year from all, you know, all of you, there's so much opportunity that's before you and we're just cheering you on and we'll see you guys next week. Amen. Hey, Tiff, since I have just one more minute, I'm going to take Jean's question. Yes, great. We can gladly uh-huh. easily spend an hour on this one, but I'll just, um, just do a, a quick response. So Jean asks, how can I help a teammate get through anxiety when building? They get excited, but then they get overwhelmed easily and it manifests into physical symptoms. It is the brain stopping them from being uncomfortable. They literally convince themselves they can't make any changes. How can I help them? I know they are capable of great things. They just don't believe it themselves. Okay. First of all, Jane, thank you. Uh, and great job uh, of being so self-aware and, and just aware of them and their, you know, the, the way they're manifesting, what's what's showing up for them. Um, so I, I love how Tiffany um, coaches here and how she um, invites all of us to respond, not just to builders, but also to customers. Um, and, and just lead out with, I'm curious, you know, I'm just curious, you know, if you, if you just take and this person, a few steps down that road, like, I'm just curious, what comes up for you when you start to engage in the business? You know, I'm just curious what, what happens in your mind or in your heart? Like, where does it show up in your body? I'm just kind of curious where, um, take me through that cascade and then just walking people down that road, um, creates a lot of self-awareness for them and a lot of awakening. Um, and so, man, if, if you could just copy Tiffany, you'd be doing really, really well, you know, um, just like she does on this call every week. Um, so good at helping people get awake to what's happening b- between those ears. Um, any thoughts there, Tiff, on, on how to help this team member manage what's happening mentally. Yeah. And I just love, just put me in your back pocket, right? I'll just go with you all your conversations. There we go. But I do love that reminders. I'm just curious and what comes up for you and just helping them. I think too also come to back to vision and back to the purpose and the why is really powerful for me when my own anxiety or overwhelm comes up because that comes up for all of us. And so coming back to, it's like the why, the purpose, the who I choose to be. I love doing visioning work. I'm going to invite you guys to do that with your teams again and again, not just in January, but every month that we visit vision and we look at that and what's our why and what we're creating and who we choose to be. And coming back to, I want to help serve more people. A lot of times when we get anxiety about speaking or calling people or getting on a stage or picking up the phone, these different things, that anxiety has a lot to do with what I'd call image management, meaning what do other people think? How do I sound? Are they going to like me? You know, it's like you're feeling a sense of vulnerability and that can feel really can produce feelings of anxiety and sensations in the body that look like that. And so the more that we come into, you know, I'm here to help be of service and purpose and 
you know, we, you know, this concept, I did this with a team last week is grounding into reframing what rejection means, reject, reject, rejection, and helping them have, you know, again, that mindset that if I ask someone to try doTERRA that I haven't asked before, and they say no, or they don't say anything, well, they weren't doing it before I asked, and they're still not doing it. It's still the exact same instead of what we're making it mean. And so a lot of times where anxiety comes from or fear comes from, or, Ooh, I'm putting myself out there, the vulnerability versus coming home to vision and purpose. And if they say yes, great. That's about them. If they say no, great. That's about them. My job again, what's known is who are you going to be and how are you going to choose to show up? And I'm going to choose to show up to serve and add value and share with others. Their yeses or nos are about them. What's about me is who I choose to be and how I want to show up. And so the more that you come back and visit vision work and purpose work and who they choose to be, that will help support. It will, it won't mean that she won't ever feel anxious or overwhelmed because that I still feel those emotions too, but it's giving you some grounding tools that can help her navigate as those feelings rise. Fantastic. Thank you. And then Several people mentioned the the videos that Amy Fulmer talked about last week, and I guess that was a podcast. So there was a podcast done by Roxanne um, Vanikoven. I'm not sure I'm, if I'm pronouncing that right, but it's it's about building your business, and it's from the Empowered Success podcast. So I have uh, shared that link in the chat, both on Zoom and on Facebook. So uh, go give that a listen. I think it's going to be really valuable. Um, Amy just mentioned it multiple times last week. So go give that a listen. So thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you, Tiff, for, for joining, even with the, the uh, adversity in the voice. So grateful for you. Mm, grateful for you too, friend, and grateful for all of you. Just know that you're all bringing so much light and goodness to people's lives and keep, keep being in the process, right? We're, we're about it. We're about good work together as a group. And so we're cheering you on. We'll see you guys next week.